Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen. Is the show started? (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of a show you can't tell when it started or not. (laughs) As soon as they stop laughing, you know the show has started. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is key. K-E-Y. Really? You'll bet your life. The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx. Well, here I am again with $2,000 for one of our couples. Fenneman, who's supposed to try for it? Well, we invited some press photographers and some construction workers to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected press photographer Ida Wyman and construction worker Perry Swinney. Meet Groucho Marx right over here. Welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And if you say the secret word while we're talking, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you always have with you, or some, is that right? Or something you always use, or something like that. I'm not sure what it is, but it's a common word, and if you say it, you'll get paid. <laughs> and if you don't say it, I'll get paid. <laughs> Miss, uh, Miss Ida Wyman, huh? Yes. You're a photographer? I am. Where, where, where are you from, uh, Ida? Malden, Massachusetts. Malden? Uh-huh. Oh, I played there many years ago, about a hundred years ago. <laughs> you don't remember that. That's before no, your time. No, a little before my time. Yes, you were just a gleam in your old man's eye at that time. <laughs> I think you know it's what? before my father's time, too. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It was a gleam in your great-grandfather's eye. Does that go back far enough to suit you? Huh? It's going to be difficult. Huh? <laughs> You're a construction worker, Mr. Sweeney? Right. You pronounce it Sweeney or Sweeney? Uh? Sweeney. Where are you, where are you from, uh, Perry? Well, um, I'm from, uh, was born in uh, Venice, California. Oh. That is where in Venice a, in is. In a gondola? No. Uh, no, I was born before they had gondolas down there. Oh, what did they have down there when you were born? Your Just mother and father, I guess, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, are you married? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Flashbulb? Are you uh, married? Yes, I am. How'd you, you look very familiar to me. Uh, have I ever been familiar with you? Uh? <laughs> I'd remember if you were. <laughs> well, at least that makes up for that crack about your grandfather. Huh? <laughs> Perry, what, what company do you work for? I work for the uh, Pacific Crane and Rigging Company, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Just what a, kind of a construction worker are you, uh, Mr. Sweeney? Uh, steel work and uh, rigging. Could you tell us just how you go about building a modern skyscraper? What's the first thing you do? Well, the first thing you move in uh, after the foundation is in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We've got move... the foundation in already. You take in uh, your equipment to set up your guide derrick. Guy Derrick. He used to play fullback for Ohio State, didn't he? Oh, what is a Guy Derrick, huh? Well, the Guy Derrick is uh, composed of a mast, a boom, 
And uh, you generally set them up uh, with a gin pole. A gin pole, eh? <laughs> Every pole I know drank brandy, eh? <laughs> What's a gin pole? It uh, takes a load, uh, picks up the load. That's this pole, all right. Eh? <laughs> this is the shakiest building I've ever been in. Eh? <laughs> what about you, Tripod? Let's talk about your job. Uh, how do you know what pictures to take? I take the pictures that uh, the editor assigns to me, parties and sometimes a murder or two. Just the usual humdrum things, eh? <laughs> Suppose you were assigned to a big murder. Uh, what's the first thing you do? Well, I, I'd shoot the corpse. <laughs> now, that's a little redundant. You wouldn't have to do that. The corpse is already dead. Now, what's the next thing you do? Well, if there are any witnesses to the murder, I'd, I'd shoot them, too. <laughs> Uh, who are you working for, a magazine or a Mitre Incorporated? <laughs> now, you've shot everybody in sight. What's your next step? Do you give yourself up? No, I, I take the plates back to the office. You, the negatives, you mean? Yes, the negatives. Well, what, what do you do with them, then? Well, I'd, I'd put them in the developer, then wash them, then they'd go into the hypo. Yeah, I've got a brother named Hypo, eh? <laughs> Tell me, what does Hypo do in there? Eh? Well, Hypo fixes the image on the film. Well, I'm glad Hypo's finally got a job. <laughs> I've been worrying about him lately. Eh? Well, you make a very interesting couple, and if I ever need a picture of a skyscraper, I'll call on both of you. Now you're going to get a chance to play to bet your life for a chance of $2,000. Right now, I want you to pay close attention to Fenneman. One good way to judge a car dealer is by the quality of the product he represents. And since a DeSoto Plymouth dealer represents two of the finest automobiles built, the DeSoto and the Plymouth, it's easy to understand why each dealership takes such pride in the work they do, even the smallest of service jobs. For behind each DeSoto Plymouth dealer stand two great names. Every time you see the name DeSoto on a car, think of the word safety. No car in America has bigger brakes than DeSoto, and they stop you at the slightest touch. DeSoto has safety rim wheels, your very best protection in case of a blowout. And for added visibility, there are bigger windows both in the rear and in front, and it's safety glass, of course. And all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. So look for those two great names linked together. DeSoto, Plymouth. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected an observation test as your category. George, explain the rules. All right, I'll do that. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $2,000 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so, so they don't know what's happening out here, you see. Ready? Okay. Okay, now let's see if you two will get a chance at the $2,000. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you risk? Ten, he says. Ten. All right, Perry. What picture is on the regular issue of the three cents uh, postage stamp? Washington. Do you agree with that? that what picture is on the regular issue of the three cent postage stamp? Oh, Lincoln. No, no, no I'm sorry. <laughs> you could have had all the presidents, but so far you haven't gotten around to the right one. 
It's Thomas Jefferson. Have you ever taken a picture of Thomas Jefferson? <laughs> no. Yes, he used a lot of stamps. Well, that, that's a shame. It. Now, hey, how much have they, they got? They now have $10, Groucho. All right. Remember, you're going for $2,000. Now, how much of the 10 will you try? Um, $10? You're going to bet all of it, huh? All right. The standard typewriter has how many rows of keys? How many rows? Five. Five. Five you agree with that, uh, Perry? No, I'm, I'm sorry, it's four. How did you happen to pick this category? I don't know. Now, get this one right and you'll win $10. No coaching from the audience. Who is buried in Grant's tomb? <laughs> I know that one. Grant. <laughs> Carol Grant! Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Uh, Groucho, yes. the secret word is still key. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a driving instructor and a housewife. And here they come now, Mrs. Etta Wells and Mr. Wes Stedman. Come over here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. And if you say the secret word, you'll split $100 between you. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Uh, driving instructor and a housewife, eh? Mrs. Uh, Wells, where, where are you from? I'm from Millville, Ohio. Millville? Where mm -hmm. is that? Oh, that's near Cincinnati. And Mr... Uh, Stedman, huh? That's correct. Where, where are you from? Uh, Sioux City, Iowa. Sioux City. You look like Leo Carrillo. Good. What does your husband do, Mr. Stedman? No, no, that's Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Wells, what does your husband do? At present, he's a skunk trainer. A s <laughs> How did you meet your husband, then? Huh? I hope it isn't what I'm going to hear. Huh? <laughs> no. I met him in Ohio. I had a hobby hooking rugs. And... <laughs> You were hooking rugs from where? Department stores? <laughs> well, I was hooking rugs and... Um, and didn't they ever catch you? No. <laughs> well, I was getting real good at it and... Well, uh, <laughs> you must have had quite a pile at home, eh? <laughs> well, I was getting so good at it that I was, I was an instructor in it for a small school. <laughs> in other words, you were a Fagin, is that it? Eh? <laughs> You were uh, teaching little children how to hook rugs? <laughs> well, then I went to this state prison and... Well, uh, I should think so. <laughs> well, I answered an ad and it was the state prison. You mean they advertise for convicts in Ohio? <laughs> I should think they'd be able to get plenty without advertising. <laughs> and uh, while I was teaching the uh, people there how to hook rugs and... <laughs> That's really cold to Newcastle, isn't it? <laughs> And uh, my uh, my boyfriend then he was a guard there and he was interested in hooking rugs too. <laughs> and uh, he came in the uh, class that I had and I taught him and now he's better at it than I am. <laughs> and uh, how often are you allowed to visit him? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Mr. Stedman, you're still over there, aren't you? Yes. Thought maybe you'd take a little drive around the block there. <laughs> Where do you do your instructing? At Cheney Brothers AAA Driving School. AAA Driving School. What is that? Automobiles Anonymous? <laughs> no, it doesn't mean a thing. It just puts us first in the phone book. Where is the school of yours located? It's in Hollywood, just below the boulevard. How far below? Six feet? It's <laughs> <laughs> certainly safer than being on the boulevard if you're going to teach <laughs> Suppose I wanted to take a course in driving. What's the very first thing you'd do? Well, uh, you'd uh, have the lady at the reception desk uh, 
gather up your experience. That sounds like fun, but when do I learn to drive? Huh? <laughs> As an instructor, just what do you teach your students? Hooking rugs? No, we... Hooking automobiles? <laughs> no, we teach them how to turn, how to park. You have to teach people to turn? That's right. I thought that was the easiest part. Suppose I came to a corner and wanted to make a left turn. How do I do it? Well, you uh, put your left hand up here at 11 o'clock and... Suppose it's only a quarter to eight. <laughs> you start to turn the wheel and cross your hands as you're turning the wheel until you've completed your turn and gone on a button. Well, skip it. I'll make a right hand turn. <laughs> By the time I followed your instructions, I'm 12 blocks past my corner. <laughs> now, would you like to take some driving lessons from Mrs. Stedman here? No, I don't think I would. Why not? I already know how. Isn't there anything about driving that you could learn from Mr. Stedman? Oh, I think I could have some help in parking. <laughs> could you uh, introduce her to the science of parking? I'd be delighted. Why, you rascal, you. Huh? Uh, Mrs. Uh, Etta Wells, you've been driving a long time? Mm-hmm. How much do you know about your car? For example, what is the carburetor? It has something to do with a motor. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Uh, you must be married to a mechanic. Huh? <laughs> now, Mrs. Wells, suppose you had to park your car on a very steep hill. Now, what would you do to make sure your car would be there when you got back? I'd lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, Mrs. Wells. <laughs> and in addition to that, I take the air out of the tires. Huh? Real odd with those crooks, huh? And you go right on hooking rugs, Mrs. Wells. Huh? Well, you make a charming couple, and I'm glad I've been standing in a safety zone all this time. <laughs> now, let's see how you two will make out in the battle for the $2,000. You've got to work together mm. as a team and run your $20 into more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman is going to remind our listeners. Our first couple lost all their money, so these people have a clear field. I guess they're reminded now. Now, here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected uh, national landmarks. Now, you have $20. Here's your first question. How much would you bet? Ten. In what state do you find Independence Hall? Uh, uh, that's right. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Well, you're on your way. You have $30. Now, remember, you're going for $2,000. Now, how much of the uh, 30 will you bet on your second question? What, 10, 20? Oh, about 20. All right. 20. In what state do you find the Mount Rushmore Memorial? Oh, that's in uh, South Dakota. South Dakota is correct. <laughs> They're really trying now. They have $50. All right, you got $50. Here's your third question. How much of the 50 are you going to try? About 40. 40? All right, $40. In what state do you find the Gettysburg National Cemetery? I want you to come to some definite conclusion between them. Times are wasting. Arlington, West Virginia. No, I'm I'm sorry. It's Pennsylvania. They now have $10. All right, now you're down to $10. That's a shame. (laughs) All right, here's your last chance to beat the other couple. How much will you bet? Shall we shoot it? Yeah. (laughs) All right, $10. In what state do you find the famous White Sands National Monument? Take a stab. It's as good as anything I can think of. Florida? No, I, you, you've had a very unfortunate evening. It's New, <laughs> it's New Mexico. It's the famous government experimental ground. Now, you get this one right and you get $10. And no help in the audience, please. When, when was the War of 1812 fought? <laughs> <laughs> That's not too easy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
far as I know, it must be 1812. <laughs> The deal is, and if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash instantly. It's Thank a common you. word, something you always have with you. Evelyn Blevins, huh? Yes. You're a very pretty girl, Evelyn. Yeah? Thank you. Where are you from, Evelyn? Oh, I'm from Oakland, California. Uh, what sort of work do you do? Car hop. A car hop, huh? Let's see you hop around. Left my slacks at home. Oh. Where, where do you do your car hopping? Um, tiny nails at Sunset and La Brea. Um, what are your hours? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, what are, uh, Reuben, uh, Friendian? Friendian, is that right? That's right. Where, where are you from, Reuben? I'm from Persia. Where? Persia. Persia? That's right. Why, why did you leave Persia? Didn't like the melons? Or? No. <laughs> no, the melons are in Pittsburgh, aren't they? Uh, Isn't that ridiculous? Huh? How old were you when you came to this country? Twenty-four. And uh, how old were you when you came to this country, Evelyn? I was born here. <laughs> right here in NBC? <laughs> what sort of work do you do, Reuben? I'm an instructor in international language school. International languages you instruct? Uh, I see. That's very interesting. How many languages do you speak? Four altogether. Four altogether, huh? <laughs> Let's see you do that, huh? <laughs> What languages do you uh, speak, uh, Ruben? Persian, Armenian, Russian, French, and English. Mm -hmm. Do you think you could teach me to uh, speak Persian? I think so. You can learn. <laughs> what makes you so sure you could teach me anything? Uh? Well, a two-year-old child can speak. I think you can. <laughs> you mean some of your pupils are only two years old? No, the kids in Persia are two years old. Let's be Persia. You speak six languages. You also speak wisecracks. <laughs> what is the hardest language to learn, uh, Reuben? I think it's Chinese. <laughs> well, I gave you a good cue there, but why is that, huh? See, years ago, the Chinese used to wear cues. <laughs> now, that would have been a tremendous joke 35 years ago. <laughs> I just got in this racket too late, that's all. <laughs> What's the easiest language to learn? For me, Persian. Some people... <laughs> for some people, I think it's Spanish. Spanish? You mean for Spaniards? Uh... <laughs> Oh, for most of the people. Well, I guess one man's Spanish is another man's Persian, eh? <laughs> Does anything unusual ever happen to a foreign language teacher, Reuben? Well, once I tried to impress a girl. <laughs> What's unusual about that? <laughs> well, I was uh, trying to pretend I'm a big shot. And I invited her to a restaurant we went there and we sat down we had a drink everything was fine until I got the check I reached in my pocket no money no wallet then I told the waiter I said uh, I you didn't meet a girl that was hooking rugs did you <laughs> <laughs> what I happened I told the waiter I'll take care of it well I called my friend and told him to bring some money and I told the manager I said, uh, 
soon as you get the money, just take your handkerchief out and blow your nose so I know it's all settled. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> Would you mind giving me that last part over again? <laughs> you mean you go in a restaurant and instead of paying a, your check, you just blow your nose and you get out? <laughs> Is that a Persian custom? No, that was our sign. And I told the manager, if you get the money, just blow your nose. <laughs> so I can see the handkerchief. Oh. <laughs> well, you don't go to any restaurant where the manager hasn't got a cold, is that it? <laughs> are, are you married, Reuben? No. Why, why not? Well, just didn't get a chance. <laughs> what kind of a man are you looking for, Evelyn? Oh, tall. Handsome, kind, generous. Mm. <laughs> he likes to do things I like to do. Well, I imagine he would. Eh? <laughs> would you be interested in Reuben here? Well, I don't know him very well. Well, Reuben is tall, he's handsome, you have a good job. Uh, do you like the same things that uh, Evelyn does? I don't know what she likes. <laughs> Well, let's find out, huh? <laughs> what are some of the things that you like, Evelyn? Well, I like to go bowling. You like bowling, uh, Reuben? I'm crazy about it. <laughs> what else do you like, Evelyn? Well, I like to go down and take a dip at the Y once in a while. Reuben, don't tell me you like to go swimming <laughs> at the same time. I bet you'd be crazy about it, though. <laughs> Well, Reuben, so far you're getting along swimmingly. Tell me, are you, uh, are you kind? Yes. Are you generous? I think so. You leave a big tip for the waitress uh, after lunch? Yes. Let's say you were at Evelyn's driving with a friend and the bill came to uh, 265 How much would you leave? 20 cents. <laughs> Reuben, you may have a friend in the car, but you just lost one in the driving. <laughs> Suppose Scrooge here and I drove into your mustard mausoleum. <laughs> Suppose we drove into your mustard mausoleum. Now, what would you do first? Well, I'd walk over and give you a menu and come back for your order later. I see. Okay, I'll have a chicken salad sandwich and a vanilla malt. Now, what do you have, Pinchpenny? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think... Uh... Chicken sandwich and chocolate malt. Well, all right, hop along. Just, just don't stand there. Get our orders to the chef. Well, I have a Sally Rand, a um, sliced chick, and two mammies, one chalk, and one van. Well, I'm glad we have a foreign <laughs> language instructor. <laughs> now, Reuben, what do you think she said? I don't know, some sort of English. <laughs> Reuben, you weren't even listening. You were just wondering who was going to be stuck with the chick. <laughs> Now, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat the other two couples, and you get a chance at the $2,000 to soda Plymouth question. I can't tell you how much our other couples won, but Fenneman's offstage remind our listeners. Our first two couples lost all their money, so this couple has a clear field. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected capitals of foreign countries as your category. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Ten. What is the capital city of Austria? If you don't know, guess. Must be some city in Austria that you know. Nothing? Nothing. 
Oh, that's a shame. Well, you've lost $10. Now you've only got $10 left. Well, the answer is Vienna. Oh. oh. You should have known that, Reuben. The man who speaks five languages. Six, including drive-ins. Now, remember. <laughs> remember, you're going for $2,000. Now, how much of the $10 will you risk? Uh, $5. $5. $5. What is the capital city of Cuba? Argentine? Havana! Now you're down to five dollars. <laughs> this won't do at all. Here's your third question. Now, how much would you bet on this? The whole thing, yeah. All right. What is the capital city of Greece? Athens. Athens is correct. <laughs> well, it's finally on the way. They have ten dollars now. All right. Now you're rolling. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the ten dollars will you try? The whole thing. Shh. Whole how thing. much? The whole thing. All right. What is the capital city of Poland? Warsaw. Warsaw is correct. And they wound up with a grand total of $80. And that means that the cart... $80. They wind up with a grand total of $20. Grand total of $20. And that means that they, the car hop and the language teacher, with their $20, get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $2,000 question. In addition to the investment you have in your car, there's the importance it plays in your everyday life. And that's why it's only common sense to have your car taken care of by an organization that really knows cars, that is equipped to service them efficiently, and has the type of personnel which combines skill and a desire to do honest work. This is the kind of car service awaiting you at a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's. Your DeSoto Plymouth dealer's service crew is truly skilled, so the mechanics take less time on the job. And, of course, time saved means money saved. They are trained in the latest factory methods, which means better work. Add to this the fair and square price you pay, and you see why it's worth your while to drive in where you see the sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. All right, here we go for $2,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully, and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. In 1733, James Oglethorpe established an American colony made up mostly of men from the deadest prisons of England. What was this colony? It is now a state. Man, no, I, I'm sorry, it's Georgia. The, the correct answer is Georgia, so that means the big question next week will be worth $2,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you won how much? Uh, they won $20. $20 in the quiz. Congratulations <laughs> and thanks to both of you. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $2,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars 
Both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. When you're in your car, be a wise driver, not a wise guy. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off with more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.